Hey y'all and welcome to Ain't No Such Thing, where we tell original southern horror stories. We also talk about cryptids, legends, haunts, and things that go womp-a-lomp in the night. So tonight I'm here with the crew. I'm Jess. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't say our names last time, so I thought it was very important that I did this time. I'm Kevin. And I am Erica. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm really excited for Jess. <laughs> well, I think I said my name is Amanda, but I guess you might know that already. What are we going to talk about tonight, y'all? We're going to talk about the Coosa River Monster. This was Erica's suggestion, I think. It was, and I'm probably always going to be suggesting weird cryptid type creatures. So that's my, my favorite little subcategory. This Hit one it. was new to me. It is pretty perfect for this show, <laughs> so if you like cryptids. <laughs> so that's my thing. I had heard of this one, but didn't really have much of a detailed view or um, mental image of this creature. Well, it's on the opposite side of the state from where we grew up in Alabama. We're on the Gulf Coast, and this is the northeast part of Alabama. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So, first off, we've been traveling. So, it's been really busy. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. It's been a crazy couple of months. It really has. So we jumped back into this and then Jess left the country. And <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Where'd you go, Jess? What, and what for? Uh, so I, it was kind of last minute, but I ended up going to Berlin, Germany to cheer on my sister who ran that uh, Berlin marathon there. So Did you see anything scary in Germany? I mean some people (laughs) (laughs) no but it was really safe and uh oh and i could say what's scary is the actual writing because i couldn't read anything (laughs) (laughs) um but it was a wonderful experience it was very fast i wish i was there still to be honest with you (laughs) and i really would have loved to um, explore some of the castles and stuff but they're just a little too far from where we were at so but what have you guys been up to well, all four of us, I think since the last time we got together, all four of us went to Disney. Yay! And Universal. And Universal. And did some horror-based things. We went to Halloween Horror Nights. And then the next night we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween, which is a completely different experience. <laughs> <laughs> but both are the best things about each park. Well, let's talk about Horror Nights for a minute. Sure. Just what was your favorite house at Halloween Horror Nights 22? Probably the Halloween one, only because y'all left me behind <laughs> and Erica kept going in front. And I was literally in that one area where the um, clotheslines are there and I'm screaming Erica's name and these people <laughs> keep jumping you. out. <laughs> that was the best part of any house, I thought, was the, the clotheslines, the, the damp sheets oh. that you had to pull yourself through. Oh, that was not and, my favorite. Knowing that Michael was somewhere back there, and it was so realistic, uh, just in terms of the experience of what it would be like to be the victim in that moment. Not just going through a hall waiting on a jump scare, but actually having to pull your way through those sheets and clothes. I thought it was really cool. Michael jumped up on me a couple of times, and I was like, ah! Uh-huh. I, was like, I will comment on those sheets and things, because... When we were there on this trip, it was so wet. We had such massive downpours, and those were soaking wet, and a lot of people have been in and out through those, so it was very hard for me to go, ooh, this is neat, and I was going, ooh, what am I touching? 
Yeah, we were there for three days. We went to Universal Studios, Florida for Halloween Horror Nights. Then we went to the Magic Kingdom at Disney for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. And then we went to Epcot on the third day. And it poured on us every day for at least a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. Oh, we have boy. some. We have great ponchos. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> You're welcome. Fancy, fancy ponchos. They were fancy. And, and we got to see Pearl, and that was uh, because of the storm. Uh, because of the storm, yes. Because other people were running through flooded streets, and we decided we were going to go watch Pearl in the theater and wait it out for a little bit. So we ran into the theater through the <laughs> pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And froze inside the theater because no, we were so nice and warm in there. <laughs> it's like the theater was itself cool. was nice. Yeah, <laughs> you took a nap, <laughs> and we still, <laughs> but we still got to do most of the houses thanks to that express fast pass, Erica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't Bro- recommend it enough if you're going to horror nights. That's well, we're gonna go. we're gonna step it up next year and do R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow that little guy around with his light over his head. Yep, yep, it's happening. We're going to get all the houses next time. So (laughs) expect that one next year, (laughs) y'all. We'll have a good review. I think we all agree the Halloween house was the best. What was number two? See, the weekend house was my favorite house, actually. I was was so surprised, um, but it really was. It was just so weird and unique. and crazy. uh, Yeah, I love the creativity (laughs) that went into it, and I was surprisingly enjoying the music a whole lot. I was not surprised. I love that music. I was was dancing the whole time. See, I don't listen too much of it, but in line, I was like, oh, hey, this is really fun. So, you know, we were all dancing, except for Kevin, but, you know. Dead Man's Pier kicked the weekend's ass. (laughs) No, that one was great. Dead Man's Pier was so good. It was pretty, but it was boring. It was not boring. It was beautiful and awesome. It was beautiful, but that's... I think the story going on with the weekend uh, topped the. <laughs> you think there Absolutely. was a story? I thought it was so <laughs> fun and interesting. You missed the story there? Good lord. <laughs> There's some good parts. There was there. just 20 different ways to decapitate the weekend. That's, that was the story. <laughs> he turned into a giant lizard man that was chasing you. Yeah. It was wild. Okay. It was a whole lot of fun. If you say so. I mean, the I Halloween like house was my second favorite, so I'm not really arguing. So Those good. were very close, and that yeah. that was the production on that was fantastic. I'm not but. even a huge fan of that movie, and I know that's sacrilege, but they did such an incredible job on that house. I was blown away by it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, even more so than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house from last year, which was mm-hmm. crazy good. Which was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, we had a blast and uh, did horror-specific things. So we were on theme in our vacation. <laughs> the only house that I did not like was the bug house. It had a cool story, cool concept, but I hate bugs. And now I think I'm starting to develop that phobia of holes. <laughs> I think I hated that house because that was the last one and my feet hurt so bad. <laughs> it smelled like bug spray, though. And it, well, that it, was intentional. Yeah, but it made me kind of ill. <laughs> it definitely wasn't for everybody. And I think they have more warnings around that house than any other one I've ever seen simply because of the the um, the huge incidence of bug phobias that are out there. Yeah, and, and I actually thought that it was like really weak in the sense that I'm not, I'm not particularly bug phobic. So I thought that they made very little effort and it was like oh only if you have a bug phobia is this going to bother you and i was like and i like 50s camp and i like giant bugs and stuff like that it's fun but the giant bugs didn't bother me it's all the all the little roaches i just like that it all spawned from an infomercial (laughs) that was pretty creative 
But I thought they could have done a whole lot more with that kind of theming to make it really oh, yeah. actual scream worthy. And it was just sort of mundane to me. Well, if you love horror and you're not doing horror nights, you're missing out. Uh, we highly recommend it. It's probably going to be an annual tradition for us. And the show. Oh, my goodness. The live show. <laughs> oh, that's a highlight. Nightmare Ooh. Fuel. That's what you're talking about. It's yes. actually called Nightmare Fuel. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. I love it so much. Yeah, it's acrobatics and leather, y'all. You need to, <laughs> you need to watch fire. this and fire. fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely go and let us know if you're going to be there next year. So as some of you may have seen, we recently uploaded a movie review for Glorious, and it was a whole lot of fun. (laughs) And so we figure we'll do a little mini review of Pearl for you. Well, I slept for about 45 minutes of this movie, so (laughs) I do have an opinion, but it counts a lot less than everybody else's because I was unconscious for a portion of it. It does. But I, I, I will submit that my unconsciousness was a part of my review of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> well i disagree with kevin and kevin falls asleep during a lot of movies this is true he has a low threshold for naps i suppose for boring movies <laughs> well you say that about movies that are not in any way boring this is a slow burn movie i don't i'm not going to be spoilery about it because you know what happens if you saw x and you know what pearl is it's a prequel to x but if you saw it, you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's crazy. Uh, but Mia Goth does a hell of a job. And uh, I love the mother in that movie, too. She was very authentic to me. But there was good acting all around in it, I thought. Oh, it was fantastic. And the monologuing that she did as Pearl and that one kind of continuous take mm-hmm. was so phenomenal that I wish that I thought that anybody would give her a nod for an award for I think that I've been particular about that. performance. I, th- I think I've seen some articles where they're saying that maybe she will get, you know, nominated for something like that. And I mean, I know it's a hard movie to, <laughs> to put <laughs> it together, like, <laughs> but I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I, I think of that movie and yes, there's some spark, you know, parts that I can remember from it, but it's that specific part that I was just like totally moved the whole time. I just I like, sat there with my eyes like, what? <laughs> it's like when you know you're watching somebody go completely out of their minds right in front of you and she delivered that so stunningly and authentically that i just i really do hope that she gets a nod from somebody for that particular scene she gets a nod from us yes (laughs) yes she can can receive the first annual ain't no such thing scream queen (laughs) not if it has to be unanimous she won't well, it doesn't. We are. Were you, you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that part. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, we're going to disregard Kevin on this one. And we're going to give it three thumbs up because we enjoyed it. Solidarity. I'll tell you, let me tell you the, the thing I really did not like about it. And Eric has already uh, attacked me on this. Um, <laughs> it's because you're wrong. I, I really liked X. And because the her character in X was a very different kind of horror villain and her motivation in X has nothing to do with the character in Pearl. It's other than that. She loves, she has a pet alligator. There's almost no connection motivationally between the two characters. See, I think that you read something into X differently than I did about her character's motivation. I think it was pretty front and center. (laughs) I don't think it was all about 
the sex exactly, so even in that movie. It was mm-hmm. a big part of it, but... She's, she wanted to be a star, and yeah, so when was she very sees clear. an yeah. ex, this other star, she's got that ex. She was, she was and, obsessed with And that. pornography was the channel they were using for that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> Kevin fell asleep and missed I all the important as- parts. I didn't fall asleep in X. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> but, but I didn't perceive her as a nympho in that way she was very crazily sexual no it wasn't no way no (laughs) way us women over here are like "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh don't mansplain this movie it's like we know you how you like to read things kevin (laughs) but no (laughs) No, i saw the same movie you did (laughs) (laughs) and she was killing people because they wouldn't hook up with her (laughs) There's that's way all. more to that. Okay. That's why she killed him. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you all tell us what you think? <laughs> and let us know. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Email address. <laughs> we'll see if there's a big gender divide on what we think was actually motivating her in that role. This isn't YouTube, so we can't say put your thoughts in the comments. (laughs) Like and subscribe. Go to to the Facebook group and put your comments there. (laughs) And I will delete them if they disagree with me. fiend. Well, all right. So we mostly, most of us like Pearl. All of us love X. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm waiting now for Maxine. Maxine. Yay! But we'll be waiting a little while because it's not done yet. I'm just curious mm-hmm. to see what character she plays in Maxine and what her motivations are since they'll have nothing to do with the <laughs> two movies. <laughs> he just likes to keep digging his grave. I had a Deep blanket better. on and now it's off. I feel really hot over here. <laughs> you must have just watched X. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely not wrong. <laughs> really? well, I like not... old, but maybe not that old, honey. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the barbarian baby. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, three of us did see Barbarian. And we're, and we're not going to say anything spoilery about it, yeah. except we're going to say, go see this movie. Go in blind. Don't look up anything, nothing. Maybe. And it's it will be perfect. And it, it will, will blow it. your mind yeah. in I'm, about six I'm different sure. ways, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, I still have to go see it. So Super high-level movie. Really, really great. I loved it. I think it was probably, well... Might be my favorite horror this year, but the Night House is still way up there. But this is right. Totally different kind of movie. Totally different kind of movie. Both horrors, but man, it's hard to compare this to. It was very much my kind of movie in in the. uh, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. I thought you were going to leave that out there in the open. (laughs) No, it feels very much like like a Junji Ito story where things, they just happen. And they seem kind of reasonable for that, for this well, that story. Yeah. The, the genre blending that goes on in this film is is mind boggling, mm-hmm. and especially how smoothly it's accomplished, and how the progression of events is is handled in terms of the production and the editing is brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely, I, I, see I, this movie. I was telling Jess the the one thing that I. I, I didn't spoil anything, but the the one compliment I had for the movie was that I had an icy, and I forgot that it was there because I was <laughs> so engrossed in the movie. It was crazy. Well, let's start off talking about something related to the Coosa River Monster that might be explanatory or at least provide some back matter for this legend that uh, will help us understand it a little bit more. 
The Coosa River is a tributary of the Alabama River, northeast Alabama. It's 280 miles, so it's a substantial river. There's a lot of property along the river, long history of real estate and fishing and transportation on this river. And in the 1950s and 60s, they started to dam it up like they did many rivers across America for various reasons, for energy, for conservation, for rerouting of water to, to urban areas, things like that. And the divers who were assisting with the dam construction reported seeing catfish. Now, I'm from South Alabama. I know a lot about catfish. Amanda, I'm sure you've been exposed to catfish. I know they're good to eat. (laughs) (laughs) They are good to eat. They're ugly. And they're ugly. And these that they found down there, they said were the size of Volkswagens. They can't be that big. (laughs) That's what they said. These were construction divers, not, you know psychedelic crazed hippies from the 60s these are actual workers <laughs> that said when they were down there inspecting the dam or participating in the construction there were catfish bigger than people and up to the size of volkswagens i figure a catfish that big would eat somebody <laughs> well there's those legends too i've heard them yeah i heard them growing up a catfish that big and i personally witnessed as a teenager uh, my cousin hook a catfish in our family pond yeah i'm from alabama we had a family pond (laughs) and pull his rod and him into the pond i had to go in and pull him out because he jammed his neck and bring him back to shore he was bigger than me (laughs) so that was a big catfish it was probably about 75 pounds right and it was just out there they live on the bottom feed off of carrion and waste and they just get gigantic i read somewhere the record uh, weight for a catfish to come out of the Coosa River was like 46 pounds? No, there, there's easily over 100 pounds. I, I read that in the research oh. I did for this. 46 pounds is a big catfish, but they do get gigantic. Oh, like okay. That well, maybe pounds. they do get But I don't think a Volkswagen-sized catfish would only weigh 100 pounds. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. That would be like the weight of a cow. Because <laughs> <laughs> catfish are very substantial. They're very heavy. They're good eating. <laughs> and they're eating a lot around here. So, Jess, what do you know about catfish? Big fish. Talk about big fish. <laughs> um, what, what big fish are you talking about? <laughs> the, the movie. And it's been a while since I've seen The it. Tim Burton movie. Yeah, it was really good. Starring Ewan McGregor. I was right? going to say his name, but I knew I'd get it wrong. So. Now, wh- where was... <laughs> was it Hans Michelson? That's why I didn't say it this time. <laughs> Evan McGruber. <laughs> and Albert Finney, correct? Yes, yes. Albert Finney. Oddly enough, Albert Finney... Played a guy who turned into a giant catfish at the end of the movie. So really, it's just Albert Finney. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he's the Coosa River monster. A portion (laughs) of Big Fish was filmed in Millbrook, Alabama, which is not far from the Coosa River. Hmm. And that's the town of Spectre, which still sits there today. And we should really take a trip up there sometime and see it. Um, But part of the charm of that movie is that the character albert finney plays is constantly making up these huge tall tales about fish he caught yeah literal and figurative fish stories and just it just was interesting to me that it was coincidental that this movie was filmed close to that river and we're talking about these giant catfish that are actually (laughs) observed in the river that may or may not be related to the monster that we're discussing tonight oh can a catfish hurt you Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do they hurt you, I mean? With the barbs. Yeah, barbels. We called them whiskers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we called them whiskers, they're, too. But they're technically yeah. barbels. What, what's on them? What, how do they hurt you? They're 
thick and they're pointed they're very stiff and they will they will stab you mm-hmm. yeah and um i don't think they are venomous or anything but they will cause a welt yeah. it'll swell up a little bit on hey, your yeah. yeah and if you have to handle them a certain way behind the gills when you pull them off the hook or they'll they'll stab you pretty good not intentionally it's just a natural defense well you see these pliers yeah, yeah. and then they'll pretty much eat anything mm-hmm. so yeah, i don't know if they've actually eaten people but I bet they've eaten dead people that ended up in the river. Oh, no, <laughs> that's yeah. What they, that's what they do. Oh, yeah. So, I, I just thought it was an interesting <laughs> coincidence that there's so much about catfish in the backstory of the Coosa River monster. Some of which has flowed over into popular media with big fish. And, and it really rests in the culture of the Deep South. Because catfish are a staple uh, food mm-hmm. for our area. There's whole restaurants just around catfish that have been here for decades. Yeah, there's one right up the road. David's yep. Catfish House. They're, they're all over the place. It's down good. There. <laughs> and they're very popular. Mm-hmm. Though I didn't realize they ate everything. So I'm literally eating something that ate like everything. And it's nasty. But yep. <laughs> in, any bottom feeding yep. fish like that, you're going to end up <laughs> not, wanting, not wanting to think too hard about it. <laughs> I'm still really, thinking really. about going to get catfish tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's true Southern though. <laughs> I don't eat the guts or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Catfish are their own little horror and delight all in one. Mm-hmm. Like a Charming lot of the things whiskers. That, that you taught me about recently regarding the foodstuffs of the South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's a different podcast. We're going to have to start horrible. a podcast about gas station food. <laughs> How many of y'all know what a tater log is? <laughs> Just do you know what a tater log is? Is it from Bucky's? Because <laughs> no. I can no. smell you when you come from Bucky's. Bucky's is, Bucky's is way too high class to have a tater log. <laughs> you got to go deep down this the evolutionary deep scale. Deep of, down. Yeah. Oh, no. The evolutionary scale of gas stations to get to one that will offer you a good deep fried tater log so hard you could throw it through a plate glass window, I'll right? I'll take you to one right now that That's gives right. decent tater logs. <laughs> okay, what is a tater log? <laughs> okay, so it's like a deep fried potato that's quartered and seasoned and that's it. And you pour but ketchup all over it. Yeah. It sounds way worse than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a giant home fry. Yeah. I think it's the uh, gas station grease that gives it that extra hard <laughs> layer on the outside. <laughs> the you what you cook them up. for six years. Ooh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was in the original pot that was uh, that was used in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they're trying to convince me to try all these southern foods. Mm. <laughs> Am I gas station? <laughs> Interesting sidebar, but. Back to the Coos oh, River Monster. Lord. Amanda, you want to give us the lowdown? So, this is another one of those I seen it things <laughs> where all the accounts seem to be the same or very similar in that <laughs> reputable people saw a monster in the river, a serpentine type of monster. Um, what did they say it looked like, Erica? <laughs> Well, it it actually does vary a little bit from uh, one sighting to the next. There are these references to just a black serpentine creature in the water, but the one that had Jess and I giggling like crazy (laughs) is the time that a man thought he saw a boat in the distance, and he got a little closer, and then he thought it was a woman, and then he got a little closer still, (laughs) 
And then he thought it was a horse-headed serpent creature. <laughs> how, do, how do you get there from woman to horse I'm just wondering, and Eric and I are talking about this, but, like, what's his wife look like? <laughs> like uh, apparently, like, Julia Roberts' sunbathing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was like, I just hoped he didn't live on a farm and get the two confused, you know? <laughs> Like, oh, no. I was like, those <laughs> things are not similar. Bessie, is that you? No, no. it's just me, Ed, the horse. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, this was 1877. and uh, Where are you going with that? <laughs> optometry was not the science that it is now. I thought you were going to say something <laughs> way different. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the laws are different. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there weren't that many women wow. settlers around. Like, what's going on here, Kevin? <laughs> they needed some coffin girls. The coffin girls weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stay in the realm of science, Jess. I was talking about lenses that maybe he could have used, like the ones I have to have to see, that would have let him know it was so, my bad. not just a horse-headed woman. It was a sea monster. So when when you take your glasses off, how did the, the three of Wait us look at you, Kevin? <laughs> What, what are you saying here? <laughs> I, I'm farsighted, so like, I can see you all perfectly well without my glasses when on. When I get close. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like your mane. <laughs> I'm feeling a little attack tonight. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Anyways, so that was a good one. Um. <laughs> so this, this horse-headed... Woman monster. <laughs> That's um, half boat. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> he saw this. I, I saw one encounter where a judge saw a monster raise its head up out of the water like four feet, and it seemed like a big old snake. Yeah, there there were a lot more discussions of it being more of a serpentine monster than a horse-headed, <laughs> eye-bulging, fire-breathing, red-tongued snake. Former lady. <laughs> former boat. <laughs> So, could it be a big old snake? It would have to be a monstrous snake, based on what they're describing. It was 15 to 20 feet in most cases, something like that. Yeah, I, definitely not a snake, even though there are a lot more issues with uh, snakes down south now. That but, came in much later, just with invasive species and trade. And I mean, hurricanes. I literally just saw one on a run a few weeks ago, and that thing was huge. That was, that was not a huge was snake. Was it 20 feet long? It scared me. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. It was a big little snake. Okay, but it was big. <laughs> <laughs> but in Florida, where I lived previously, we had big, big snakes, obviously invasive. But in these areas, I think that something similar, in, obviously, A, could be in alligator i mean i don't know how um far north they actually tend to run well, here but they can one interesting thing about that is that the earliest sightings came along with findings of dead alligators that something was killing the alligators and this dates back to the early 1800s in 1817 there was a letter that stated that some settlers in st Clair county i'm not sure that county still exists in alabama near an area of coosa river called 10 islands that these settlers had killed a sea monster that was sick, which is, you know, kind of mean. I mean, he was sick. Or um, it could be very nice. <laughs> you put it out of its misery, Kevin. Found half on shore and half in the water. And when they opened it up to see what it had, you know, you know just like Jaws, <laughs> it had recently eaten, now count these up, an Indian, his canoe, a deer, <laughs> a bow with arrows, and a rifle. <laughs> 
Which was, by the way, the reason why he was sick. That's what they thought he was sick. They thought he ate a rifle. The rifle, not the canoe. Not the canoe. (laughs) (laughs) Now find me a snake that can eat a damn whole canoe. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a tater log for (laughs) (laughs) But I was actually going to add into the the whole alligator idea that there are alligator gar through this river too. And that's another really large fish that you're going to find in the Alabama waterways. And certain people might be really terrified of those things. Obviously, if you're not familiar with what an alligator gar looks like, it's, it's very prehistoric looking. And I don't know that they get as huge as they would have back then, but there are records of them almost up to 15 feet. They're long, big and, the Coosa River doesn't seem to be deep enough to maintain that sort of, you know, creature, but they do exist. So what existed back before the dams and what was the river like when they first came in before the pollution, before everything else? So it's like a megalodon, it, oh, but like alligator style. Well, yeah, alligator gar are ancient fish species, so they have that look and they've been around for, you know, millions of years. What if it's... One of those, like a prehistoric alligator gar that was in the mud <laughs> and survived. It's a little mud skipper alligator gar. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of awesome, actually, but terrifying. They're Jason awful. Statham. He's a megalodon. You <laughs> can get it. You can take care of it. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any consistent visual account of what these things look like. They're always different. There's the one guy that saw four different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are this, there's the group that saw a similar serpentine creature, but with a white underbelly and a lumpy back. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like some sort of reptile. Or an alligator gar that had gotten bitten by an alligator. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. So it's hard to know if there was really anything besides just like we talk about with a number of the cryptid sightings. Just a, a collection of unrelated sightings that get lumped into one category because people like to categorize things. Of course. And and even predating these early 1800s incidents that we've talked about, there have been references to like creek stories about mm-hmm. these river monsters. And I couldn't find anything myself that backs up that there were these stories, but I don't know any creek Indians that are very familiar with the area, so... Maybe there are yeah. stories about it. And our culture does tend to create those myths about Native American cultures and their stories and their creatures. And particularly back then, I think that it was such a exotic story that you'll find them around a lot of lakes and rivers throughout the United States that are, you know, there may not be any fact to the point of origin of those stories but the settlers like to make that up too so it's hard to say how far back it actually goes well and i feel like some of the sightings and everything that they kind of talked more about was you know around what mid 1800s and stuff Mm -hmm. and when i did a little research and stuff a lot of it was like they had um in new york city in 1845 a 30 Five meter long skeleton claimed as belonging to an extinct sea serpent. So I'm sure that was out there. I know they were talking about in um, 1845, uh, no, 1848, I'm sorry, the HMS, and I'm not even going to try dead, dead Lois. Here, you say it because you'd say it better than me. Dead Lois. 
<laughs> and several of his officers and crew saw a sea serpent, which was subsequently reported in the Times. So it, I think it was out there talking about a lot. You know, you hear about serpents in the Bible, you hear about in Greek mythology, you hear about all these things. And so it's all these stories and stuff that is put in our heads and everything. And so, you know, if I'm out there in the dark or something and I'm seeing this big lumpy thing, <laughs> it's like, worse maybe than that's it is. what it is. <laughs> And maybe you have a few drinks to go with that and it gets even bigger. I'll tell you, um, even in the 1970s and 79, I believe, I went on an excavation for a prehistoric whale near the Alabama River in Jackson, Alabama. And this was a real creature that had existed millions of years ago when the Gulf of Mexico extended up that far into the inland. And so who's to say people didn't find skeletons of those of sharks because there was a pit not far from there we could just walk around and pick up shark teeth hmm. and at that point you're three hours from the gulf three oh. hours north of the gulf wow and probably 15 minutes from the alabama river if, if in some cases you're right next to it in, in jackson so there's no telling what people found in terms of skeletons and things like that that might lead them to believe that there are these creatures that were actually just prehistoric creatures mm-hmm. from way back and this stuff was just sitting on top of the ground. Right. But there's probably a whole lot of different things contributing to these stories taking their places in this particular river culture and across the United States. Has there been a sighting since 1877? I didn't see anything. Nope. Did y'all? Not particularly of the Kusa River Monster, as it's called. Like in the 50s, as you said, there are a lot more discussions of giant catfish-like creatures, but not of the Coosa River monster itself. Let's talk about the people that observed the Coosa River monster for a minute. It's it's interesting to me that they distinguished a certain Marcus Foster as a respected citizen, quote-unquote, as relative to the other people that may have seen <laughs> So I'm wondering if he won, if he wore like a blue ribbon that he won at a county fair that just said respected on it. Or, <laughs> <laughs> that made his word better than other people's. Uh, did he have to pay for that uh, title? <laughs> like a notary a, public? I'm not sure what made him so respectable. Say, He's not a confabulator like no. these others. <laughs> <laughs> not a rag muffin. <laughs> right. Oosh. And then there are the people that apparently died not long after seeing the Coos River monster. There's apparently a curse on people that saw it and reported seeing the Coos River monster. People like Buck Sutton, <laughs> Billy <Not> Burns, <laughs> Jim Wyndham. They're not respected because they're dead. <laughs> those are documented cases of people that dropped dead within days of reporting seeing the Coos River monster. This was back in the 1820s. This was a little bit of a separate phenomenon from just seeing the monster hmm. but not miss martin she made it <laughs> what did she, she pull through uh, i can't remember <laughs> i just imagine miss martin chasing it with a rolling pin <laughs> oh yeah she spotted a serpent-like creature floating on top of the river that was it that's all she saw hmm. sounds like a snake <laughs> or maybe an alligator gar swimming a pile <laughs> but you know other than the story of that native american in his canoe and his rifle and things getting eaten there aren't really many stories about 
this creature actually coming after people. Right. They just kind of see him floating out in the river doing its thing. That's exactly what it I was going to say. goes back under the water <laughs> and moves along. So yeah. it sounds to me like it's one of those stories that spreads around to keep people away from something. Mm-hmm. It's like dangerous areas. I know that there was reference to some of the later 1800 sightings that they thought it was um, leaves that had bubbled up from the bottom of the water from gas bubbles that were pulling things up because one of the reporters had gone out to look for the monster and he thought he'd found it and then he said, oh no, that's just leaves. <laughs> so, <laughs> close. Those dang leaves. But no. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even talk about that bird we saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought we were seeing the Tallahassee River monster. <laughs> like, that was the first look of shock, like true shock looking at something in nature that I have seen on your face. <laughs> what what happened for the listeners at home? I'll let you describe it. Uh, it was just a, a moment where a sort of snake-like stick popped up out of the water, and it, it popped up a good, like, a foot and a half out of the water and it was moving in an unusual way and Kevin's, you know, shock face came on <laughs> and even I at the moment couldn't identify what it was and, and I believe it was an anhinga later on and we were able to see Probably. that it was a bird that its neck was up out of the water <laughs> pretty much just straight up in a very weird way and then it pulled itself the rest of the way out. So, but Boy. we had our near experience with a serpent a, little, a sea uh, serpent <laughs> little nature park in Tallahassee mm-hmm. well what other famous serpentine monsters are out there that would be comparable to the Coos River monster besides Loch Ness that one's obvious I'll mention that nobody has probably heard of the Manitou monster which is in Lake Manitou Indiana because back when I used to I, I called it investigating um, paranormal phenomenon, but we just would go to libraries in small towns and look things up pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> um, but, but Lake Manitou was one of the ones that had a origin uh, Native American story about a sea monster that lived in the lake, and it was the Manitou monster that was reported on early in, I think, the 1900s in their newspapers and the they believed was their local lake monster and and it it is again just like nessie but it's a much smaller lake (laughs) and i I would hope a much smaller monster but i don't recall it that well but i think that there are a lot of local lakes and local stories that have really given rise to those sorts of creatures and we talked about the beast of busco a couple of years ago which is another indiana lake monster (laughs) i love the beast of busco a beautiful turtle i call him gamera (laughs) i love gamera i think and i know i've talked about this before but we would go to patoka lake to Mm -hmm. go on vacation you know occasionally and stuff and i'm not even joking it was like two weeks after we had gotten back they found a huge alligator that had just been swimming underneath and stuff Mm kind of creeped me out (laughs) that's that monster (laughs) we don't get many alligators up there well we did when i was working at the zoo In the waters, we'd have to, because in in Indiana, just at least 20 years ago, you did not have to be licensed to own crocodilians, and once they would get large, people would dump them in the lakes. So we would have to get them out of lakes. So maybe it was a crocodile. Oh, my well, it was an, it was a, there, It's mostly alligators Ugh. that get kept a bit. Any crocodilian 
Caymans. Caymans, you know. That's all, all fun. <laughs> they think that it's up north, so they're not going to survive the winters, but mostly they survive for a little while <laughs> and scare the crap out of people <laughs> in the yes, lakes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, other than, you know, like, like the serpents in the Bible that's mentioned and stuff, or, you know, just Greek mythology and everything, that's the only serpents that I really know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do our ratings for the Coos River Monster. We'll go in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, how believable is the Coos River Monster? Well, I believe that there are large fishes in these rivers, especially back then. I really do think that there was a pretty good likelihood that some of these respectable citizens were seeing something, but. As an actual serpent that was occasionally a boat and occasionally a lady, I'm going to go And a horse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, a, a horse-headed serpent. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes it's, more, sometimes it's more serpentine. Sometimes it's more horse. I don't know. Um, so, you know, three. <laughs> what about threat level? It depends on if you're an Indian with a rifle and a canoe, I guess. Um, it's pretty low, too. I think that if there was ever anything out there, I just wanted to get the heck away or, you know, snack on some other big fish. How much do you like the Coos River Monster? What's your affection level? I love cryptids, so I'm always going to go with like a 9 or a 10. Like this one, I'll give a 9. Um, I, I I just love creatures like this that have some basis or very loose basis in nature and it makes me very happy so i enjoy them (laughs) awesome amanda believability Mm, i believe that there are big fish in there like erica um i believe that there's some big old alligators up there too uh a sea monster not so much i believe in fish tales Fish stories, rather. Um, I believe that people make stuff up for whatever their uh, their own motives are. And so I think that's what's happened here. Threat level, you think it's dangerous relative to the other types of phenomena that we've discussed? Not to me. I ain't going in there. <laughs> <laughs> I am afraid of alligator gar, like for real, real. <laughs> you should be. For real, mm-hmm. real. What's your affection level for the Coosa River monster? I think the name is funny. <laughs> so I'll put him at about a four. Okay. So not much. <laughs> not a whole lot, but that name's amusing to me. Jess, do you think the Coosa River monster is very believable? I think it's Albert Finney as a catfish right now. Time traveling <laughs> into the 19th century. <laughs> I believe that. No, I mean, like all the ladies keep talking about and everything i believe in big fish i believe in i think back in that time period and everything there were creatures that we have no idea um that were around and stuff so yeah i think it's possible I don't know. <laughs> or it's just a big ass catfish i don't know <laughs> do you think it's dangerous after you told me about the barbs with the catfish, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't want to go in the water. But, you know, I'm not a fan of going even to the ocean anyways at this point because there's those little fishies and they hit me and I'm worried they're jellyfish. And, Anyways, yeah, they're kind of a threat. 
What about affection? Do you like the Coos River Monster? Mm. I like Albert Finney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I can add much on believability or threat level. I think you're all spot on there. But for affection, I keep picturing this thing as that meme with the three-headed dragon where there's two heads that are really <laughs> badass and the third the one derp. is like cross-eyed and has the dirt face. That's the Coosa River monster. So I really love it from that standpoint. And that's, that's how I see it. It's like just going down the river and people see it and they run, they run away scared and it just doesn't even notice them. It's just going about its business, oh, eating, it, the, eating the Volkswagen sized catfish and minding its own damn business. Okay. If that's what it looks like, I'll raise my affection level to like a seven. That's what it looks like. I'm a hundred percent convinced. That's what in my head canon, that's the Coos River monster. Okay. <laughs> He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Albert Finney friend. <laughs> Y'all, just to show how easily amused I am and saying that I keep laughing at the name, I was reading a story about Kusa Cooters. <laughs> for people that want turtles out of the river. <laughs> and I was just giggling like a jackass, but, you know, that's what we do. That's what we do. Well, I guess that is a wrap on the old Kusa River monster. <laughs> Derp. Derp, derp, derp. <laughs> oh, I like him now. Now that this picture's in my head. Well, y'all, we want to hear what you think on that. <laughs> so you can come share your opinions on that and Pearl and everything else uh, with us over at Facebook. Facebook.com slash group slash ain't no such thing. And we're on Instagram at Ain't No Such Thing Pod. And we'd also like for you to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. And rate us if you can. We're having a lot of fun with this, and we hope that you are too. And I'll be recording an original story by Erica Heflin for our next episode. Good night, everybody. <laughs>